raising the speed limit on the information superhighway. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Is there a crisis in black America? Have drug addiction and crime become such deadly forces that the black community is in a fight for its very life? Well, one man who thinks so is substance abuse counselor, lecturer, and author Melvin B. Blackman. Melvin, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. Now, you've written a book called Urban Suicide, The Enemy We Choose Not to See, Crisis in Black America. You feel, uh, as a first-hand witness, that crack cocaine addiction is really a, a huge problem. Tell us about that. Crack is just one entity. It's just so that it's so widely used nowadays because it's so um, accessible. But all the other drugs play a part in it because it helps keep the user in a stagnated state. And people start making excuses for, for everything under the sun because I myself was a substance abuser up until 1986. And uh, that was my story also. I was blaming everybody for my condition instead of looking at myself. How did you get off the drugs? I'm glad you said that because a lot of people uh, ask, well, when is John going to stop? When is Mary going to stop? When they stop. When they get to the realization or to the point of having enough, you know, and getting sick and tired of being sick and tired, Mm -hmm. and something happens within. So it's no set thing across the board. It's up to the individual when they've had enough. And that's what happened to me. I had enough of being middle because of my substance abuse. Now, your book is pretty powerful. You have chapters with names like Black Man and Endangered Species. In fact, let's talk about that chapter for a minute because you're talking about something that is really affecting the black community. Well, the title of the book is called Urban Suicide, the Enemy We Choose. That's the main word, choose, not to see. Because it's not all of uh, people in the black community that um, subscribe to negative behavior. And I'm not mad at the ones who get caught up in drug addiction. Like I said, it's an individual thing. But a lot of people that get caught up in the rhetoric about what was done to them 400 years ago and that type of stuff keeps them stagnant and keeps them stuck from achieving anything. There's millions and millions of black people who have achieved a whole bunch of things and nobody stopped them from doing anything. And so I'm really addressing this book to people who want to hold on to an excuse. Because like nowadays, in the days of computers, you can learn anything you want. You can go anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. Melvin, let's turn to the media and rap music, which is often uh, blamed for a lot of problems. And you address that in your book, that there are different kinds of rap music. You call it negative rap music. Describe that a little bit and what you're talking about. Well, the gangster rap music. The people that subscribe to that type of thing and record that type of music, they're just telling in their lyrics the way the things are in the community. But they don't mention about the part that they play in it because it wasn't anybody from outside of the community that made people commit these crimes against each other. You know, it's the people within the neighborhood and the kind of language about how women are treated and such words as pimps and pimping and gangsterism and all this is they're almost like glorified and this is part of the problem you know why you want to glorify something that's a problem you know don't keep on promoting something that's getting your kids killed and will continue to get your kids killed well as you point out there are millions of highly successful blacks in america with these negative forces affecting a lot of people, what solutions do you see for these other than bringing them out in the open and discussing them? I mean, how do you see these different problems being addressed? Well, there's a phrase that I use often, and I didn't make it up. It says, you are what you eat. And if we keep feeding the people in the black community, 
not like I said, not all of us, but those that keep feeding our kids negativity, that's what the kids are going to get. And they're going to grow up on the negativity. That's you know, true. if you have some sort of cholesterol problem and you keep eating the wrong kind of food, you're going to have a cholesterol problem. So if you keep feeding your kids the negativity, you're going to get them killed. They're going to start being disrespectful to you because they're watching you being disrespectful to each other. They're hearing the kind of music that you play and glorifying it. They're watching the stuff that you're watching on the negative videos. And you're feeding your kids constantly because we learn by what we see, especially what's depicted in the home. So if you give them positive stuff, they're going to grow up on a positive note. That's not going to make them perfect. You know, they can go in the other direction because I came from a family that was like the Cosby's and they didn't teach me any of that nonsense that I went out and looked for in the street. We're talking on InfoTrack with author Melvin B. Blackman, who is a professional substance abuse counselor, lecturer, and author of a book, Urban Suicide, The Enemy We Choose Not to See, Crisis in Black America. Melvin, political leaders and community leaders, what role do they play, and are they not fulfilling their role? No, they're not. A lot of political leaders and activists, which is a word that um, I actually despise. Activist is a good word, but the way it's been used so often is about a person that is protecting the neighborhood from outside forces when we're the problem. Because like most of the things that happen, especially crime, most of the crime that happens in the urban black community is black-on-black crime. You know, it's not like someone came from another neighborhood and started attacking us. We're attacking each other. And the marches and all the protests happen for things that happen occasionally. But I don't see the protests. I don't see the protests about open drug dealing in the neighborhoods. I don't see a big outcry from these politicians and activists about any of that stuff that happens on a daily basis. I'm speaking to you right now. Somebody's getting shot right now by someone of color. So that's why when it comes down to the politicians and the activists, I think that many of them are self-serving because they know this is what people want to hear. Oh, yeah, they're doing it to us again, but we're doing it to each other every day. If I'm a parent listening to this and I'm thinking, well, I want to bring my child up right, but it's tough out there on the streets and, you know, they can have all sorts of different influences outside the home. What advice would you have for me as a parent to make sure my kids don't get mixed up in the bad things? The main thing, and like I said, I didn't make this up either, but um, we all know, and no matter what ethnicity we come from, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We know what's positive. We know what's negative. Give your kids the positive. Give your kids the positive. Give your kids the positive. Because that's what people see. So I like to use myself as an example. My upbringing was upper middle class background. You know, my mother and father, and you know, it was a stable household. Mm-hmm. But I lived in a neighborhood that was close to another neighborhood, which was different. There was a lot of negativity going on openly. I chose to go in that direction. But what brought me back to where I'm at today is my upbringing. Because I always knew that what I was doing was wrong. So what brought me back was knowing that, wait a minute, you know, Melvin, you wasn't doing any of this stuff that you were doing out in the street. None of it. I had something to come back on. So it was a moral compass you had inside of you that helped you to correct your mistakes there. Right. So that's all we're responsible for is not the outcome, but the input. Because if anything negative happens because of our negative input to our kids, then we have to share the blame. Well, the book is Urban Suicide, The Enemy We Choose Not to See. Very profound, a lot of great thoughts in this book from Melvin B. Blackman. Melvin, we want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. I want to thank you for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.